you know Black & Decker makes a Wi-Fi enabled slow cooker? I just happened to notice because it's on the, the Wikia page for the Cry of the Mummy. Uh, which brings us to this week's episode of The Science Patrol. Hello, Internet. Uh, we are here with The Science Patrol, your weekly look at all things Ultraman. And uh, I'm here broadcasting from Science Patrol Auxiliary Headquarters in beautiful Monmouth County, New Jersey, on this lovely sunny day. And uh, with me, uh, my name is Rich Conroy. I'm your host. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Pat Rooney. Hey, everybody. How are you? So we're going to talk about two episodes today, uh, The Cry of the Mummy and uh, the second episode, which is Oil SOS. SOS. Yes. Um, uh, Not quite two scoops of monsters today, guys, but a lot of monsters and um, very, very uh, unusual uh, two for two of two people monsters. Well... The, the first one is a two per... Oh, you know what? They're, you're right. They're yeah, both it's a, two people monsters. It's a two yeah, for two. Think about That's it. right. Yeah. The one guy didn't have to work as hard in the second episode. Yes, no. They hunched over that whole first episode. Well, yeah, the first episode, the, the back end of the second monster, the yeah. dragon-looking monster, yeah, whatever yeah, his yeah, actual yeah, name yeah. is, just kind of had to hunch over and not really... And, no, wait a minute. He had Ultraman on his back. That's right. Yeah, so, so he, he was really... So I'm saying he was not... It was... That, I hope that guy got paid double, but seeing that this is 60s Japanese television, probably not. Probably not. So, oh, the dog's up on the table again. Hello, Hoshino. Let's get down now. <laughs> down you go. <laughs> He's a good dog, our dog, Fergus. Right? Are you a good boy? Just terribly afraid of me. Yeah, he's... Well, I've known Pat for two years now, and Fergus has only stopped... Well, you've only come to the house for oh, two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like... He has only stopped relentlessly barking at you the entire time you're here, what, three, four weeks ago? Something like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Guys, if I sniff a lot, uh, I'm sorry. I have horrible, horrible allergies this week. And uh, it's it just the, first the way week it's... of November and the height of allergies. Uh, the mold and everything else is just brutal. So today we're going to talk about two episodes, Cry of the Mummy and Oil SOS. And uh, we're going to get right into it. The uh, Science Pro is... Uh, Science parole, yes. Illegal yeah. scientists who have been put on parole. <laughs> These things. <laughs> they've been uh, inside of a. They found a. They've been called to a cave where the uh, a ten thousand year, year old, old mummy, mummy has been. was found. That's right. And it has the face of some sort of a gorilla thing, but then you see the rest of the body is just in some sort of white wrap. So they basically wrapped it as a mummy and left the mask You would think they would have just wrapped the whole face because it would have made a neater reveal. It would have. It would have, but then you wouldn't have been able to know that it was a monster if you had the face covered. You had to know it's a monster. I still think that would have been a cool reveal if, like, oh, my God, the mummy's actually some sort of crazy ape monster. <laughs> um, <coughs> so, um, the, uh, the uh, doctor, I want to call him Dr. Sarazawa, but that's not really his name. Um, that is the name of the uh, character he played in the original Godzilla. And he was already in an episode of Ultraman. Uh, but now he's he's back. Um, I wish I could figure out who he is according to this. Um, yeah, but he's, you basically said he is the exposition guy. He yeah, he is Dr. Exposition. And, hey, we found this 10,000-year-old mummy. Um, and they bring him to the science center. Yeah, it's called the Science Center. Looks very much like a hospital, but it's a science center. Yeah, but we're using the same building, so there's continuity, which is nice. Um, And uh, it's it's a good-looking set. 
right to see and then you see them switch off all of the electrical switches which are actual very large switches yeah they're like the big I don't even know what you call those those big like Frankenstein switches yeah. with the handle and you know it shuts off the mains um, are we, yeah we are recording good I just wanted to make a check there yeah, real quick because I wasn't 100% sure I guess and the red light's not flashing so we know it's good um, and then everybody leaves they let you know, hey, by the way, it's now later, all the lights are off, and the switches just automatically turn themselves back on. Right. Right. Our mummy gets zapped with three different sets of electricity. Yep. We see the eyes glow, and he's alive. And he gets lit up. The, the right. wrappings get the torn wrappings off. The wrappings get yeah. torn off, and now he's alive and moving again. Promptly kills two security guards. Yeah, one with a choke that lasts about two whole seconds. <laughs> so maybe he has very strong thumbs. Very strong thumbs. <laughs> Incredible. That way. That's that. And then another one with just electric eyes, which I thought was a very yeah. cool little thing. And I don't mean the stuff that uh, opens up grocery stores. That's an electric eye of a different sort of thing. Oh, no, no, no. These are eyes that <laughs> These actually, are actually shoot, shoot electrical electric. beams. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I should be a little bit more. Yeah, he didn't open up a trap door on the poor guy. <laughs> 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 Don't, you've broken the electric eyes. Down, down he goes. Um, yeah, I'm thinking maybe Dr. Sarazow is not the same guy, but I could be wrong. Oh, I don't know. Uh, his name is Aki... Uh, I'm going ma to massacre this? this, guys. It's Akihiko Hirata. So, all right, I feel better. But he's not listed as uh, an actual name in the thing. That's the character yeah. actor's name. Yeah, no, but I mean, he's not listed. Show. Yeah, well, I know he's not really Dr. Sarazawa in the show either, but I can't think of the guy's name. Which is terrible. Dr. Exposition. Yeah, Dr. Long. Exposition, we're going to call him. And I will, I will get the right name for him because it's just as respectful at this point, two episodes, <laughs> and talking about him. And shame on me. Um, but anyway, yeah, so the uh, the mummy is running around the sewers and uh, is confronted by the science patrol and various and sundry military police. I think it's more the science headquarters guards. Security guards, yeah. Security they guards. They seem awfully helmeted and... Yeah, but I mean, you can go with yeah. this is what they wear for this science Center, center guarding guards. Yeah. You know, this is side and center guard uniform. They have a helmet. They have a little bit of a gun. Yeah. And, and plenty of batons. Plenty of batons. <laughs> that's what they try, and yeah. it doesn't work. It's a billy club party until one guy decides then to, to just pull a gun on the mummy, and then he just starts lightning-eyeing everybody in sight. Right. The mummy Except gets for Arashi. Yeah. Who shoots him with the, the special gun. And basically kills him almost instantly. Yeah, pretty much straight away. Gives him a couple of shots and he drops. But not before resurrecting a giant dragon out of the side of a mountain. Well, that that's... I think the mummy dies and then the giant dragon comes out. Right, right. But I think he kind of psychically calls to him. Okay, fair right? enough. That'd I'll be, buy that. I'll and buy then that. this really spectacular, like, Chinese-looking dragon comes marching out, and it's a, as I call them, the uh, kaiju pantomime horse. So it's two guys in a suit. Right, and the back guy is just kind of bent over, holding on to the hips of the front guy. Right. And just, you know, as you would do in a regular costume of a two and people in a horse, same kind of deal. Yeah, any sitcom you've ever seen that involves two people in a horse costume. It's that costume. Now you know what you're looking for. So this... Uh, the dragon has the same sort of lightning eyes, but 
better right or worse depending on which end of it well, you're it's on it's a monster it's gotta be stronger <laughs> it's bigger it's yeah. stronger surprisingly they did not have the mummy um grow into a giant monster i thought that was a nice touch like well you could see that they i mean they come to it later but the two were related somehow mm -hmm. and can't mm -hmm. really obviously tell by the end of the show how but because yeah, both of them are dead <laughs> the two are related somehow yeah yeah so when ultraman is called into you know when he he shows up to fight the monster full-on jumps on its back and rodeos it yeah which was pretty great and actually does a few rodeo moves the ever popular arm up and arm back down again. right slapping the ho <laughs> slapping, slapping the, the dragon on the butt right. it was great um <laughs> The dragon's bucking back and forth. It's pretty awesome. Knocks him off once. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he knocks the creature out at a certain point. Um, now, the creature's, of course, been blinded by... Um, the by special gun. The special gun eye. in both eyes, actually, doesn't... Yeah, because Arashi gets... Oh, no, Ultraman. Doesn't Ultraman shoot Ultraman the gets one eye and Harashi gets yeah. the... Harashi we watched the this episode eye. literally a half an hour ago. We're not that smart. <laughs> We're just not that smart. And um, we're too busy. We're too busy cracking jokes the whole episode. <laughs> Lest you think that is disrespectful, I dearly love this program, but it is <laughs> it is a joy on so many levels for me to be able to see it as an adult and uh, just make show, fun of it. Yeah, and show somebody else like this is a completely fun, exciting, engaging, ludicrous science fiction show from when I was a kid that still holds up. It's still fun and engaging. It is but, fun. I yeah, and you watch the the miniature work. You you can appreciate all the, you know, all the destruction that goes on. It's great. They destroy a bridge, nicely constructed. Uh, yeah, they actually put it together a really nice bridge, which, of course, then our dragon just walks right through. <laughs> And, like uh, it's, you know, hey, I'm going here, and hey, there's a bridge, let me knock this down. Yeah, I'm not worried about that, let's just go right through it. Um, and also the, uh, I guess it looks like a, it looks like the place over on the the back road in Old Bridge, where they, the, the gravel quarry that's back there. Okay. That is exactly, because it's got that same big warehouse type building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the empty, with the empty panels in it that yeah. he knocks over at one yeah, point. knocks over. Now, there does appear to be a large fuel depot in this thing, because he does lightning bolt it, um, and, uh, and, uh, lights the place up pretty good, too, so that's always fun. But, uh, yeah, Ultraman dispatches this monster fairly quickly. Yes. Um, I mean, they, they built up a lot of the monster because they had to go through the mummy first and then get to the dragon. Dragon's got to have some damage. And then Ultraman comes around mm -hmm. and Specium Ray, we're done. Yeah. Not very, I mean, other than the actual riding of the dragon, then it's just Specium Ray, we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. dragon takes, a, you know, a good 30 seconds to actually die. Oh, but God. Dies. He, yeah, Ultraman's um, the color timer on his chest goes off, and he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna species ray this thing and get and get done with it." But oh, he just dies so badly. <laughs> you just like you feel bad, like just shoot it in the head. Can you like if this was a deer on the side of the road, you'd want to hit it twice or do something yeah, and put it out of its put it out of its misery. They do give it. A bit too much dramatic dying. Oh, with the one back <laughs> leg? Yeah. Oh, the guy in the back had to do something. Oh, he's so hamming it up. Believe me. He, I'm here. By God, you're gonna see me. Oh God, it's terrible. And um, but but let's go. Let's do our monster minute on the two monsters in this episode. We have the Mummy Man, um, 
currently clocking in at uh, two meters. Weight is 110 kilos. He's in good shape. He's fighting mad. Um, now let's see here. He was discovered obviously in a remote cave. They say he's 10,000 years old. Um, oh, you know what was the nice bit of foreshadowing was the the mural on oh, the, the cave wall. Oh, the mural on the cave wall of the actual of the dragon. dragon. Yes, yes. And at first we looked at it and said, wow, that's a really kind of weird caterpillar. And then out comes the dragon. Yep. Oh, yep. okay. Um, let's see. The Mummy Man's Roar is later reused and modified for Black King from Return of Ultraman. Oh, that's much later. Well, oh, yeah, that's going to be a, a good fair, fair ways. Um, and the puppet for Mummy Man's Corpse was modified for the suit. I don't know what that means. Okay. Uh, his powers and weapons, superior strength. Sure enough, he smashes down metal doors with his bare hands, can topple yeah, ten off, men. Yeah, knocked off a couple guys as they were trying to get to Electrical him. beams, willpower, because he, he's, I think that means... Oh, he's, he, he can, flipped the switches. He flipped the switches flipped with the his mind and turned himself mind. alive. Gotcha. And uh, he can howl to call... Uh, the dragon. Dodongo, his That's companion. the dragon's name. Dodongo. Dodongo. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But uh, we did forget to mention that he... <laughs> Dr. Exposition. <laughs> he's like, yeah, well, the mummy wasn't dead. Well, he was dead, but he was alive at the same time. And the science patrol looks at him like he's a maniac until he goes, well, what I meant is he's actually in hibernation. And everybody goes, oh, we've seen and bears. Why? Yeah, exactly. Why he couldn't <laughs> just say hibernation in the first place <laughs> is absolutely beyond everybody. Yeah. Just say, hey, you know what? He was in hibernation. Yeah, and goes, oh, okay, oh yeah, enough. fair enough. Yeah, that's good. Good but time. no, he's dead and alive. He's a Schrodinger's mummy. Yeah, yeah, good time. Yes, the Schrodinger's <laughs> mummy. Is he dead? Is he alive? We'll never know. Just look at him. He's both. And the dragon, of course, uh, 30 meters tall, 25,000 tons. Uh, I feel like I'm announcing wrestling. <laughs> In the category of kaiju, affiliated with the mummy man. Um, now, of course, the uh, he's not physically seen. This is trivia. The Dongo is one of the movies, uh, one of the monsters that makes up Barry Eudora's right arm in Mega Monster Battle Ultra Galaxy The Legend The Movie. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember that. I've seen that movie. I don't. I haven't seen the movie. Obviously. Yes. I've I'm, seen I'm that movie and I remember none well, of it. Well, it said it, it's just like you see a right arm. Yeah. So they, you're not really going to notice yeah. the whole monster if all you've seen is a right arm. Uh, his design looks like a combination of a Chinese dragon and a horse. You betcha. Whoa. His roar is a reused roar of Mothra, but higher pitched. I didn't catch and that. And now that you, now that I read that, I'm like, oh, yeah. I buy that. Despite having wings, he never flies. Right. The wings are yeah, you can just very stubby. Very, very stubby and just kind of held together. Like the guy's arms are right next to his body, and he just has two little sticks to move the arms back and forth, yep. the wings back and forth, and that's really all they are. Now he has a heavily modified Pagos head. I don't remember who Pagos is, nah. but that's all right. Um, he has never appeared in other episodes or shows. Yeah, he, he's, he's a one-timer. Yeah, you can kind of tell he's really not useful for anything. I think he's a cool-looking monster, though. Yeah, but he doesn't. He can't really do a whole heck of a lot. Of, well, I mean, he's got the lightning eyes. Yeah, and he can run into stuff. But that's about it because he can't really fight in any other manner. He can't, you know, wrestle Ultraman. Yeah, because he his arms are just little wing stubs. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not exactly um, super. 
you know, he's not a super big adversary. He causes a lot of trouble, but only due to the fact that, you know, he's he lights a bunch of stuff yeah. on fire. So, okay, so um, we're going to take a quick break right now, and we're going to get on to our second episode, which is Oil SOS, in just a minute. Yeah. With the Science Patrol, and we're uh, talking about two episodes today, Cry of the Mummy, and our second episode, which we're going to discuss right now, Oil SOS. Very weird name for an episode, but that's okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like, it's awfully like, you know, don't bury the lead, why don't you? you know? <laughs> um, we're getting close to being with our original air dates to where we're recording because this was originally air dated 10-9 of 66. Oh, at some okay. point we're going to so catching up. We're going to we're going to flip past it at some point. Sure, sure. This is the day before election day by the way. You're hearing this way late. So, um who knows? We don't know. We don't know. We'll see. Um wow, the plot on this episode on the fandom is TBA. Somebody didn't even fill it in. <laughs> so, we have to go through the plot. A bunch of oil refineries uh, have caught on fire in the Middle East. They don't know why. Cue to comical drunk okay. guy in a kids' TV show. Which, again, we got to go with, it's yeah, it's a kids' TV show, but it is the 60s. So we're allowed to have the comic drunk. Right, right. This poor guy is, he's, you know. Kind of stumbling along. Yep. Two guys pass by him going, what are you doing? I'm just here. Don't worry about me. Yeah. They I saw some lights in the, I saw yeah. lights in the water and there were, and, and it's crazy. And they're like, man, you're just comically drunk. It'll be yeah, fine. You're fine. Yeah. They drive, I don't know, 40 feet away and the Explode. truck explodes. Truck explodes. And what's a really nice explosion. Yep. You have to get for a miniature. It's a yeah. Really nice miniature work on that. Um, it's top quality miniature work. This whole episode, this oil yeah. refineries. Bolts. I mean, it took you helicopters. They took a long time building these miniatures, knowing that they're just going to set them on fire. Yeah. At least the helicopter guys figured at least maybe we'll get another episode out of these right. helicopters because right. right. they didn't light them up. Right. They they tried to use them and then flew away with them, so we can yeah. use them later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we discover that the monster in question is. Um, oh, let me get his proper name here. Uh, is Pestar. Now, okay. Pestar is a... Uh, it's an oil microbe eating monster, because we have another Dr. Exposition kind of... Explained. Well, it's the same Dr. Exposition. Oh, same yeah, Dr. that's what I kept saying. Oh. I like that this guy keeps, <laughs> keeps cropping up. So he kind of explains that this monster eats the microbes that are living and growing in the oil, because it's more than likely a lot. Right, and he needs so much of it that uh, he, um, what you call it, he's got to eat a lot of, a lot of oil. You know what I mean? And then they have the helicopters drop barrels of oil into the water. And like you said, they really did a lot of good sound work. Because it sounds like they're decent-sized oh, yeah. barrels. Yeah, the they, they are water. whacking the crap out of some uh, out of some actual... There's jostling some barrels around in the Foley work. It was done very nicely. So they uh, they decide they got to keep them away from this oil refinery on the coast. Um, 
Science Patrol flies interference while it's eating. And um, I don't even realize how Ito launched it. Well, they tried to shoot at it because they it's basically two guys in what looked like starfish costumes. Yep. With one guy holding, holding a, a head in the middle. <laughs> holding a, yeah, holding basically what looks like a bat head in Good the middle. Grief, what a bizarre monster. <laughs> oh my is god. Cool guys, you've got to see this monster. <laughs> it is I oh god. It is literally the, these guys are fever dreaming at this point of just what they're going to do. And I think at this point they were like, you know what? Let's put two guys in a suit and make it look like this. Let's just keep let's make just it keep making wacky. it crazy. Keep making it crazy. Let's, why not? Why wouldn't you? Um, you know, you're trying to appeal to young kids, and that's great. I'm very happy with it. Uh, and so, you know, they the the monster eats oil. He starts consuming these barrels that they've dropped in the ocean as bait, and somehow uh, Ito shoots um, one of the rockets at it and just blows up part of the oil, um, gets the monster man, and the monster gets on land and just starts destroying leveling the whole oh my. oil refinery. Yeah, if you're looking for oil refinery destruction of... Everything. Oh my god, the 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 pyro budget on this episode must have been ridiculous. Oh my god. They really do blow up a lot of stuff in this episode. And you know what's nuts when you think about it? This is inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's on a set. So they it's have on a set. All this all this you know what? Now that I think about it with all the um all the water. This could have been built outside at the Toho pool. Yeah, probably. You know what? You're probably right. It could have been, and they just had the back, the back Backdrop. wall of the studio is painted. Yeah, as a sky to make it look like it's actually outside. And yeah, they have it just outside enough yeah. where they're not worried about the fire alarms and exactly. the smoke and all this so stuff and on the actual set. You know what? That makes a lot more sense. You could really burn does. down the whole joint. Oh my god, it was so much fire. And the science patrol is trying to help put it out, and the guy at the refinery is super pissed off at them because they shot at the they monster. They shot at the They're refinery. We agreed that you weren't going to do that, and you did it, you jerks. What are you going to do about it? And then, of course, Ito feels bad and decides to go out by himself to fight the fire because that'll work. Yeah. They had all kinds of firemen running away from the fire, but no, this guy runs towards the fire. Yeah, picks up a hose and just starts going. He's trying. So, the science bureau actually is able to uh, knock the monster out. Because he falls down, like, at some point. No, that's that's when um, Ultraman gets there. No, no, no. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, because the should. guy... Yeah, the, the monster just kind of is doing all sorts of crazy things until Ultraman appears. Oh, the no. Look, reacting quickly, the monster, due to smoke inhalation, is knocked unconscious. I don't remember that part at all. I kind of do because when Ultraman shows up, he starts the the uh, <laughs> in one of the best monster killings in the whole show. Ultraman shows up. The monster comes to lifts his head and attempts to shoot fire at him. To which Ultraman turns around, specium rays him in the face. Oh, absolutely, instantly. Just like, yeah, I don't have time for this nonsense. I have a burning oil refinery to take care of, yeah. please. I'm going to shoot you in the face, you're done. 
and it literally light, it like lights one of his eyes on fire and it kills him. Yeah, like he's done. He's done. And, um, and then Ultraman uses a different ray to put out the fire. At first yeah. I thought it was the Specium Ray, but then Rich obviously pointed out, no, it's a completely different ray because it's a completely different hand angle. Yeah, and so now he, he's putting he uses, out the fire. Yeah, he, he puts out the fire, I guess, uh, with some sort of chemical compound he generates with his body. And it, it's basically a regular, you know, fire extinguisher yeah. going through the sleeve yeah. of the Ultraman glove. Yeah. I get all that. But it looks really it's great. cool. Yeah, I, re I remember seeing that as a kid and being like, oh, you can do that too. I was big when I was a kid of writing down. Um, I had a, a big binder with superheroes that I liked, and I would write down all their powers. I don't know why. I just yeah, liked yeah, lists. Might as well, yeah. I did. I liked lists. So, um, hey, what would you think of that one? Good. good. We didn't talk about the other one either. Well, but we'll, get we'll to go that on thing. this one. Yeah. The, the, like I said, the miniature work. Is really excellent. so much and the, in two episodes. Like you said, the pyro on this. Yeah. They really put a lot of thought on how to burn this place down. Because <laughs> they do a really good job of burning the poop out of it. Yeah, it's it's insane. The amount of fire, you know, these huge holding tanks. And if you've ever driven up the New Jersey Turnpike, it you this episode can really capture your imagination because you can because see you can how see, they could go yeah, yeah you watch that and you've seen all these refineries and you go wow this is crazy this could actually happen of course not you know without a giant monster involved but, but uh, when you're a kid you don't realize that um it's it's just and then i pointed out some of the safety equipment that they actually have around oil tanks and all that and rich is like no this is 50 years ago they didn't do anything they didn't do that okay, this was before there were monsters <laughs> this, was, this was before you know this was when the giant you know all those things were put into place after giant monster attacks which obviously started in the 60s obviously <laughs> come on pat you know your history um so we're gonna we're gonna do our uh we're gonna do our uh, monster minute for pestar Pestar is the giant starfish monster. Okay, fair enough. Whose name is a combination of petroleum and starfish. Okay, hey, fair enough. That. that makes sense. His costume is the second in Ultraman series to be piloted by two, two suit actors. We did that. That's right. His cry is also a modified Mothra cry. Didn't notice that. No, me either. Nope, didn't notice it. Uh, let's see. Now, although the credits of Oil SOS credited the provider of special effects in uh, Takano Koichi's name, it was actually the show's director, Hajime Tsuburaya, oh, that name sounds familiar, Tsuburaya, um, who was in charge of the episode's effect. Concurrently, Tsuburaya had the quick-witted idea for the costume to have two people in it. Originally, he was to have two heads, um, but they gave him the one so he would look like some sort of starfish bat. Okay, yeah. I mean, it, it, like I said, it was a very cool costume where... These guys had to have a bad day because they <laughs> were two different guys walking around and they pretty much have to hold hands in the middle with one guy controlling the head bat looking thing. Also surrounded by fire. Surrounded by fire. Yeah, let, let's not forget <laughs> that part. Yeah. Um, let's see. His two-man appearance would also inspire later monsters uh, seen in Ultraman Tiga and Gaia. And although not physically seen... Pestar is one of the monsters that also makes up one of uh, Baradora's bodies in Mega Monster Battle Ultra Galaxy Legend, the movie. See, now, again, why would they point out, you're not going to see him, but he's there? Then maybe they mention it, like, oh, we're going to use this, we're going to use this, and 
I don't know. I don't remember the movie yeah, that much. I've never seen I remember it. enjoying it, but I don't remember much. Um, he does appear in some later episodes. He's all over, actually. In, uh, well, you could see that it would be an easy monster to make because yep. you're basically covering two guys in this starfish suit. And right. one guy controls the head of the central bat-like monster. Yep, yep, and yep. It, it's not a bad suit to use. No, it's cool looking. And you get to blow up lots of stuff yeah. because it's an Holy oil monster. Macro. I mean, and he's huge, too. Like, I would have liked to have seen him go against Ultraman because he's double the size. Yeah, yeah. And he do, but the reason they can't really do it, it's hard for two separate guys. One guy has a right arm. One guy has a left arm. Hard for them to fight in that manner. I think yeah, you underestimate Japanese suit actors. I no, think. I guess I do. I you guess know, I do. I, I would just think it these guys coordinate stuff. And, Wait, what are you barking at? Oh, oh the dog. that's the dog. By the way, for those of you whose eardrums have been blown out by my dog barking, um, that is his best friend Rocky across the street that Fergus has seen from the table where we record. Go get him. Go get him, Ferg. Go get him. <laughs> now, my dog cannot operate the front door, so he will impotently stand there and go, oh, I've been doofed, until he comes up here to yell at me. Yell at you again. Yeah. Hey, by the way, you're supposed to let me out. Yeah, play with I'm supposed buddy. to go play with my buddy, but that's not going to happen. Sorry, pal. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I like this episode a lot just for the sheer mayhem. I oh, yeah, yeah. The Thank last you. episode a lot for sheer mayhem. Last episode, I wasn't quite as happy with mm -hmm. as this episode. Yeah. This episode has everything you could ever possibly want yeah. in an Ultraman episode. Yep. Last episode, meh, okay. okay. You know, it had a mummy. The mummy did a lot of damage, died. Another animal did a lot of damage, died. died. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot. This episode, jam-packed of, here's, a, here's why this animal does this, let's, and then Ultraman knocks him out quickly. But he still does a buttload of damage oh, beforehand. Yes. And oh, then Ultraman yes. gets to put out every single fire with his little, we're going to call it a fire extinguisher. The water gun. <laughs> well, it's got to be foam. The <laughs> ultra foam gun. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. It was definitely a good. I, I Give the uh, monster minute on the dimensions of uh, oh, Petron. Oh, crap. You're a pest, uh, Pestar. Pestar, yes. Pestar, thank you. I forgot to do the dimensions on this giant. Because he's got to be big. 50 meters. Okay. That's a honking monster. 25,000 tons. Do they give this the span? The width the is 80 meters. There. See, that's what I that's was looking 240 for. feet thereabouts. Just about. Give roughly. or take. That's a big. Huge. That's a big monster, man. It's basically man. two people side by side. Right. But giant people. Well, you, you know. <laughs> you got to go with it. Scale. <laughs> scale. Scale. So, yeah. There's a lot of Pestar figures that came out. Um... Because it does make an interesting toy you design. You forgot to point 14 out. 14 inches long or wide. That makes sense. That's cool. That makes sense. That's a big but figure. You forgot to point out the one this drawing that oh, that Fuji, Fuji did. Oh. Yeah. And it is a really cool, like, blue it's glass. It's a blue drawing. glass. It's huge, too. It's got to be 14 by 20? Yeah. That's it's got to be 14 yeah. by 20. And it's um, and a really nice rendering of Pestar. Yeah, it looks like probably really production art. Yeah. And I just wonder who has that today. Because, God, that's so cool. It is very, very I cool. would buy a reproduction of that and frame it. Well, it's, yeah, you'd have to get the repro. It wouldn't be the original. Oh, the no. Original would be oh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most of that stuff is destroyed. But I would buy a repro of that and then you 
put some LEDs in the frame so it lights yeah, up. Yeah, it lights up nicely. Yeah, 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 I can see that. I can yeah. see that. But yeah, I think that I think that would be a nice the nice thing to have. Um, but yeah, I think I think we had two good episodes. Again, the the one with the mummy is okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I like the fact that they tried different things with it. Um, I can like see with that. the two like monsters, said, you got one that remains human sized. You have one that is a, is a giant. Is giant and uh, like I said, I like the the oil SOS Pestar. Yeah, much better. Yeah, because they really took a lot of time to build those sets, knowing just to that beat they're the just going to blow out of them up. Oh, oh my goodness! All right, so uh, coming up next on uh, next week's episode of the Science Patrol, two more episodes. By the way, kids, we finished disc two of the Ultraman series one. Uh, part one box set. So we have one more disc to go in that set. Mm-hmm. And then we have three more discs to go in series set two. two. Or box two, that's right. Okay. Um, if you're watching along on the Milk Creek box set, which is only four discs long, I don't know where you're at. <laughs> Not a clue. They can do the math and figure no it out. Clue, but you'll know where we are. The internet will correct us. That's, that's right. We go the with. internet will correct us. <laughs> okay, so next episode is episode 14 of Ultraman, the Pearl Defense Directive. Okay. Also a Goonie monster, let me tell you. And uh, Terrifying Cosmic Rays is the episode mm-hmm. after that, episode 15. And uh, looking at this monster, I don't remember much about this monster other than he's got awesome teeth. They're okay. very silly. Well, I don't want to see it yet. Oh, it now, I, now I looked at just a tiny little bit of the plot, and I know what this one is, and that's why... Uh, why I like this one. Uh, on the DVD release, it is called The Space Ray of Terror. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man, they're really <laughs> amping it up for that. Holy smokes. Tell you what. All right. Is there anything else you want to tell people you've been listening to or watching? I thought we could add something like that, like a, a recommendation. Oh, um, if you're into other podcasts. <laughs> Which you probably aren't. You no, probably only listen to one. Just listen to this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, what was that? Just the Stuff You Should Know podcast that they did their Halloween episode on is always cool. And they give like two sentence Halloween scary stories. And it's very, very cool. I didn't listen to that yet. That's awesome. Great. I'm so far behind on Stuff You Should Know. I'm currently listening to July episodes right now. Oh, you're way behind. Well, you know what? All this other stuff comes out. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, guys. I got a short, I got a fairly short commute to work. I get about 45 minutes each way. Um, Pat's is what, an hour? Just about an hour door to door. Yeah, so that's not. But I can't listen to, I don't listen, I'll put it that way. Not that I can't. I don't listen to podcasts on the way, but I tend to have a good amount of downtime at at work. Yeah. You know, if I'm not the, I, I'll give you a brief summary of him. The guy that works in a manhole in, the, so in Manhattan. So if I'm not the actual guy in the manhole, I'm the guy at the top of the truck watching the guy in the manhole. Yeah. So on, when I'm the guy in the top, I have hours sitting there just watching him work. Yeah. I put on making podcasts. sure that manhole does not move. Well, it's making sure that the guy is safe. Yeah, and also no one throws anything. No one throws anything. You know, it, it's a whole bunch of different things. I yeah. kind of. Sort of supposed to do. Yeah, so if you, see, really have if you to. see any guys working in Manhattan in a manhole, yell Science Patrol. And if he turns one around, guy. one guy will turn around and go, Huh? Ah, be. That'll be Pat. And he's also very tall. So that's a that's that's your uh, that's your uh, that's your hint. Way to know. Yeah, that's your way to know. Um, let's see. What if I what did I listen to that's really good? Um, if you like interesting panel shows, 
which is like a, a talk show, but they have everybody on at once. Um, I would recommend the podcast I just recently discovered called No Such Thing as a Fish. It's from the British uh, magazine Quite Interesting. It's four people discuss a their favorite fact that they learned that week. Okay, and fair it's enough. quite fun. It's quite fun. It's like very short. It's a half an hour to 40 okay. minutes. That's a good way. Yeah, it's not bad. Unlike the Dana Gould podcast for Halloween, which is three glorious hours. <laughs> I haven't gotten to that one yet. So good. I just caught up on the Dana Gould with, um, oh God, I can't even think of the stupid girl's name. It's I'm a couple episodes back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, she just came out with a movie just a little while ago. I, I listened to the Sarah Jessica Parker one, and then there's another one after that. No, that's the Nerdist. Dakota Fanning. That's the Nerdist. Oh, no, oh yeah, then I, did I listen to the Daniel Cool Halloween? I might have. Yeah, might that's have. long. I'm way behind on Nerdist, too. I have, like, four or five episodes of that to catch up on. But I cherry-pick those. A lot of times, if the subject isn't interesting, I'm like, well, I got to jettison a couple of these. Yeah, because they're always at least an hour. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. Some of them I want to be longer. Yeah, yeah. So the, the one, one you did probably with McDonald for three hours, I listened to every great. single minute of it. Yes, it was that was fantastic. awesome. Fantastic. That was great. Um, and I cannot think of, uh, there was something else I wanted to plug, but can't think of it. Oh, hey, yeah, there is. Um, and then just going to pull it up really fast on the internet here, um, because I don't have it handy, but Terminal Sunburn has, does our music for the podcast, terminalsunburn.bandcamp.com. They have a new EP up on their website, terminalsunburn.bandcamp.com. It is called Viva, I'm going to massacre this too, uh, Lepitomane. Viva Lepitomane. And it is okay. a, <laughs> I don't know, I don't ask questions. Um, it is a six song uh, EP, and it's got uh, half, uh, you know, as they call it, it's halfway to an album, and it's dedicated to Chuck the Wonder Dog. It just came out on October 23rd. And you guys are really going to enjoy this. Um, it's uh, They call themselves uh, Lo-Fi Instrumental Garage Punk. And uh, they've got a lot of stuff up on their website. All of them are name your own price. I suggest a million dollars. But, you know, let your conscience be your guide. Um, I didn't say I paid a million dollars. I just suggest that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, the, the theme from our um, podcast is taken from the album Normandy Beach Blanket Bingo, and it is called Normandy Beach Blanket Bingo. So enjoy it, guys. And uh, let's see, Casey Kill's gonna fix this audio. Our website is currently ultramanpodcast.tumblr.com. We can be reached on Twitter at ultramanpodcast. Follow me on Twitter at Old Man Conroy. You cannot follow Pat on Twitter, but find him in Manhattan. He's always around. Um, <laughs> really? I can't wait for the first person to figure out who you are. <laughs> You'll be like, this is so weird. <laughs> oh, no, Zach. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, who else is going to scream Science Patrol at you? <laughs> we have a Facebook group, guys. It's a private group, but anybody can join. You just have to ask to join. Messages, and we will add you within about 24 hours. Um, you can search Science Patrol or the Ultraman Podcast. I just made sure everything was yeah, that. And I think that's it. Pretty much got it. I think pretty much got it. Oh, it's uh, at gmail.com if you want to drop us a line. That's good. All right, we'll see you guys in about a week. And uh, 
Until then, Zelly Fort Time Patrol. Take care, everyone. Science Patrol is a Faces for Radio production.